life for the Kenai. I'm here with Jenny and Jenny, you just recently uh, graduated with a degree from UAA, is that correct? That's right, I got a bachelor's in psychology. Cool, um, and I know you're a mother of three and you work, and that must be very busy, so hats off to you on that. Thank you very much. What was that like, a lot of work, yeah? Yeah, it just really came down to having a schedule and then a great support system. Sure, sure. What were some of your favorite classes? Oh, it's hard to list. There's so many great professors at our local college here. Um, one of the ones that I would like to talk about today is a statistics course I took with Dr. Sellers. And while that might sound kind of boring, Dr. Sellers had a sure. great way of involving our community in that course. Right, okay. So was that was a, just a math statistics or was that like a stats for... A... Stats for psychology. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. And... Dr. Sellers is the Director of Behavioral Health at the Central Peninsula Hospital. She also oversees the Change for the Kenai Coalition program, and Sherry is that uh, project coordinator, Sherry Connor. So I know Dr. Sellers, I've also taken some classes with her, will teach some adjunct classes as an adjunct professor. Uh, I know we took health psychology together with mm -hmm. Dr. Sellers, that was really cool. In the Statistics for Psychology course, in what way did, did she kind of involve like community information and that, sure. what you were kind of going off of there? So right before our class happened, they had a drug take back day for the peninsula and we got to look at the data and kind of compile it, see who's bringing their medications back, kind of look at the ages of who's coming in and overall see how much is collected in our community. Cool, so the drug take back, was that, I believe that's part of a safe disposal of prescription medications, right? Right, it's part of a program called Safe, Safe, Safe. And that's mostly what we would like to discuss today. Safe, Safe, Safe. This is all involving prescription medications. I know you gave a great presentation on safe disposal of medications, but that is kind of one part of the three prongs of the safe 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 mm -hmm. and i believe that first part is safe to use the right. second part is safe storage and the third is safe disposal when we talk about safe use of prescription medications what what does that mean it's listening to your doctor really when you're getting those prescriptions you need to know how often to take it you know do you need to take it with food is there anything you should avoid when you're taking it um, one of the jokes that we hear often is we think that heavy machinery means don't operate a forklift after you take your medication, but really it could be don't operate your car. Sure. So pay yeah. attention to the side effects and how they how they affect you. Right. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I know I've read a, a lot of the labels on the side, they operate heavy machinery, and I think, well, okay, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but really you think, you know, your car, that's mm -hmm. a heavy machine. Right. Uh, right. Or, you know, think ahead. If you're going to go out and have drinks with friends, look at your medication. Are you able to do that safely? Sure. And kind of how those, uh, those prescription medications are going to interact with other medications or other substances, mm -hmm. other chemicals, really. Um, Another thing to keep in mind, if you go to two different practitioners and you get your medicines from different places, really being clear about what medicines you're on. That way you're not having conflicting medications. Oh, sure. So kind of having a good knowledge of, of the prescriptions that you're consuming. Because I think some people will go to one doctor for some area of their health care. Mm -hmm. 
and go to another doctor for another area of their health care. And that's not necessarily wrong or necessarily bad, especially if you're seeing specialists in some areas. But if you're getting medications prescribed to you or you're getting your health care based on some certain information, what, in, what medications you're taking would seem to really be important there. Right. So I guess when you say that, it seems like kind of viewing your health care and viewing your well-being and you know, consuming medications as kind of a, a total package, not mm-hmm. just I go to this specialist for this, I go to this specialist for this, and then I have my general practitioner. Kind of you're right. kind of looking at it as a complete package. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one thing to keep track of for yourself, but if you're trying to keep track of for family members, say elderly parents or children, that's a lot of people to be keeping their medications on track. So something that they could do to keep track is apps or devices. Different apps allow you to list all your medications and put in the times that you need to be taking them, you know, what days of the week, what time of day. Oh, so taking them as they are prescribed. And some of those apps, I believe, are free, correct? Yes. And some of them have like different reminders of when to take them, maybe even when to get a refill. Mm-hmm. I think I was looking at some earlier and you can build multiple profiles. So you can kind of have, if you're kind of the head of your household or somebody with children or even maybe your significant other, mm-hmm. just kind of having some different reminders on there. I know at times when I've been on antibiotics or other medications, it's kind of like, wait, even just one a day. It's like, wait, did I take that? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's you're yeah. like, oh, I don't want to double dose, but I don't want to miss my dose. And then you're right. Googling like, what's better to double dose or miss a dose, yeah. you know? Well, with some medications, like for example, birth control, you want to take it at the same time every day that improves the effectiveness. So it really matters. And having an app that can give you a timer. I believe the app you mentioned even had a reminder for when to get refills oh. so that it's not a stressful thing. You don't realize I don't have any more. What am I going to do? Yeah, especially if your pharmacy is, you know, closing a little bit earlier, Mm -hmm. maybe it's a holiday weekend, you know, some pharmacies are a little bit different. So safe use, especially, it sounds like kind of knowing the medications you're taking, when to take them, how much to take, looking at your healthcare as a total package, maybe taking them with food. Yeah, you know, and I think it could be tempting in order to keep track of all your medications to just throw them in your purse or keep them in your car. But that brings us to the next point, which is safe storage and why that's so important. Okay, so safe use and then uh, yeah, totally storing your medication, especially if you're taking taking more than one. That can be hard, especially if you're taking them every day. Maybe one you take once a week and others you take every day. What are some ways to store your medication? I know some of some of the classic ways it seems like is you might have a drawer full of medications with a Ziploc bag full and you just take them out when you need them. And when I think of safe storage, that's not what comes to my mind. Right. But it's typical, it seems like. Yeah. And looking at the data, poison.org said 97% of poisonings are unintentional. And for kids, young children, 99% are unintentional. And um, pharmaceuticals, prescribed pharmaceuticals are number two on what people call in for for help. And really they wow. say... so that's, I mean, that's mm-hmm. definitely a need, 99% yeah. of accidental, you know, poisonings. Right, and Safe Kids, it's another organization, they, they estimate that 60,000 kids end up in the ER per year for wow. pharmaceutical misuse. Wow. And these are young children, so they're children that are grabbing the cough syrup that's left on the counter, or, you know, they're, they're getting into their vitamins, overdosing on vitamins is something... Sure. You know, when they're gummy gummies, kids don't realize there's the potential to damage themselves. 
Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of poisonings. That's a lot of ER visits. That's stressful. Kids, you know, it seems that that they're curious, that Mm -hmm. they want to know. And especially in households, it seems vitamins are like, oh, you take your vitamins. And at times, you know, kids might think the more the better. So maybe, you know, just storing vitamins, something that you think is, you know, no no real risk, definitely should be storing those somewhere. You know, if you do have small children, storing those where would you where would you store those for children do you have to lock them up in a I think of a I think of a medicine cabinet like but even then you can kind of open that medicine cabinet up pretty easily especially have a little stool for your kid to stand on and brush their teeth you know that can be accessible what are some ways to store medication safely well safe kids number one says over counter height you know you want it to be somewhere where the kids aren't seeing it when they're looking around the room out of sight out of mind is kind of the idea with that and then secondly you want to store it in containers they can't open so either the medication needs to stay in the original childproof container or find some sort of container. You know those Sunday through Friday or Saturday sort of vitamin pill containers? Sure. Kids can open those easily. Yeah. So they were saying a lot of the poisonings occur when kids are able to open the Ziploc bags or things like that. So you want a childproof container and you want it out of counter reach and out of their sideline. Okay. Yeah, so somewhere that they can't really get to. A pie, out of sight, tucked back into a cabinet and potentially locked up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say it really depends on the type of medication and the the age of the children that you have in your household. So one to two years old actually had the highest amount of accidental ingestion, and that's such a curious age, you know, and, and talking to your children and saying, I get to give you one vitamin today, now we need to wait until tomorrow, otherwise we're gonna get sick, and just really letting them know kind of the rules that come along with those medications. And then again, removing it from them. Yeah, that sounds kind of not just storing your medication safely, but also teaching your children and, and you know, your significant other or your brothers, your sisters, your family members, your friends about, you know, safe use and safe storage. Because you mentioned that it's not just children that are accidental, you know, mm-hmm. medications. There is a need for safe use and safe storage. And so as you become more aware, maybe teaching others about what that means. Say, for example, you're a caretaker, you're taking care of your elderly parents or maybe helping out with a neighbor. You had mentioned before they now are um, having labels on the bottles that have timers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just saw that last week. That was really cool. Yeah, so that they can look at it and see, okay, no, I have an hour to wait, or maybe there's six hours still, and it's just a mental reminder of when you need to take your medication. That way, you're not overdosing yourself on accident. Yeah, that that makes sense. When you're storing your medication, you might lock some of those up. I know even not necessarily with ill intent, but, you know, kids... You know, teenagers, they're not necessarily, you know, they, they have, I hear the kind of that, that uh, like, invincible complex, you know, like, yeah. nothing can touch me. That's a and, really normal developmental stage, yeah. Sure, and I'm sure you covered that in some of your, some of your psychology, so maybe like a development class, yeah. like a lifespan development. Absolutely. And that impulse control isn't fully developed, and mm-hmm. as you think that prescription medications they seem you know pharmaceuticals they seem pretty safe 
not necessarily messing with like a street drug perhaps, but they can be equally as dangerous if misused. Yeah, say a parent gets injured at work and then suddenly they have a need to take painkillers. You are putting your household at risk by bringing it into your house, but there's ways to prevent that. You know, having it in a safe where you and your spouse know the combination, but maybe not your teenage child, just because they are at an age where there's more risk-taking behaviors. Sure, and some of these areas to lock up your medications these are these are available on amazon and i think these are as inexpensive as twenty dollars right and so not necessarily if you one to two year old one to two year old i mean you could probably store those up high out of sight out of reach and that you know you could say is is safe storage uh but as you have other people who can you know get up high and people you know even if even if they go to get some ibuprofen and they're not correctly labeled, yeah. you might you know, pop out a couple of those ibuprofen, take some for your headache, and then you and your friends are off to the movie, and but you didn't know. And you should not you, be operating heavy machinery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and pretty soon you're operating some heavy machinery. Right. So yeah, storing those medications, uh, keeping them correctly labeled, mm-hmm. whether they be locked up. You know, if you live alone, Rather than leaving it on the counter, you know, let's say you have your grandchildren over, you live alone, but you leave it on your counter, 90% of the time, that's not a big deal, right? You right. know, but you're going to have some people over, you know, up high, out of reach, tucked back into a cabinet. Well, and data, again, shows that kids are poisoned about 20% of the time from their grandparents' medication. Okay. So, yeah, grandparents living alone, storing it, uh, just maybe out where they can get it, no big deal, but grandkids come over and everybody's having a good time and people get into some things that they, you know, it, 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 it's kind of sounds like candy, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't taste like it, but you know, <laughs> you get into it and you have some accidental poisoning. So the safe use as prescribed, the safe storage up mm-hmm. high, maybe locked up. And well, and I think Alaska especially has this wonderful uh, history of homesteading, you know, and sure. as you use the stuff you have and what you don't need to use right now, you save in case Forever. you need to use it later. Right. Right. And so you do, you get some mixed up labeling or maybe you have some medication that's been in the cupboard for 15 years, but you don't know when you're going to need to use it. I th- yeah. I think what you had talked about earlier was a lot of Alaskans, they have medication that's like five to 10 years past expiration. Right. You know, and the thing with medication is, it's not going to stay in the same state forever. Sure. So it is chemically composed. Over time, it's going to change. The side effects may change. And it might not, you know, work for you the way that you want it to. And it can. It can accidentally hurt somebody. Yeah. And it, it makes sense, you know, the that homesteading culture that, especially if you're in a rural environment, it's hard to, you know, access health care all the time, you know. Right. But understanding, you know, when those expire, maybe... If you have an app or you have some way to know like, oh, I need a refill or if you're, you know, checking your medication, and you know, when you need a refill, mm-hmm. you can be a little proactive in that and you don't need to store it for five, 10 years past its expiration right. date. Most of our Alaskan communities now have access to healthcare of some type. Um, sometimes there's travel involved or something, but there is access to medications that you can get regularly. So that brings us to disposal. You know, before we thought, let's flush it, flush it down the toilet, flush it down the sink, grind it up, bury it. You know, there was a lot of different ways we took care of these medications, but we're finding those ways aren't sufficient. Yeah, I think when I was a kid, I don't think it was just flush it down the toilet, that's a great idea. But if I'm honest, when I was a kid, I, I think like some things went down the toilet or, you know, thrown away. 
in the trash. You know, right. I mean, if you're going to get rid of something and you don't want it anymore, it's kind of in the trash or you know, flush down the toilet. You know, why why can't I why why can't I flush it down the toilet? Well, studies are showing that now our water, not necessarily Alaska water, we're pretty protected here so far. But say, for example, outside of Washington, they're starting to see that water is now having antidepressants in it, you know, different medications that you don't want to be exposed to. And not only that, the fish they're catching in those areas are showing the same drugs within themselves. So it's getting into the food we eat, the yeah. water we drink, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these medications that aren't prescribed for us, we wouldn't go into a home and take them. I mean, yeah. we, wouldn't, we wouldn't go into our own home and consume them. They're not, you know, we don't even want them right but you want to be able still... to give your consent for medication right. not yeah, accidentally yeah. Yeah. It. that makes sense and then as far as just throwing it away they're starting to see there's a lot of animals that scavenge at dumps and then if you're having these scavenger animals eating these medications again you're getting into animals maybe some that we eat maybe some that we don't but we want to protect such right. as our eagles you see those at dumps all the time right so we just really have to be careful of disposal methods. But thankfully, there's several places now that you can safely dispose your medication. There is the Kenai Public Health Center. They carry disposal bags okay. that are specially made for this. Okay. Um, there is a different place that you can dispose of at the Kenai Police Station. They have a drop box. You don't have to talk to anybody. You just walk in and dispose of your medication. There's the drug take-back days that Sylvana Pharmacy does. I believe the next one coming up is October 27th, and that's okay. going to be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Okay. So for disposal bags, you said we can go get these disposal bags, and I don't know all of the, the necessarily the science behind it, right, but I think there's an ingredient in there that kind of breaks it down to where a lot of those chemicals are no longer like active ingredients, so to speak. They sure. become a little bit more neutral. Mm -hmm. um, so these disposal bags, I think you said Soldatna Professional Pharmacy. That's another one of them. And then there's also the change for the Kenai. It's right near Soldatna Professional Pharmacy. It's located in Serenity's intake office. And both of those places are on Binkley. Great. So change for the Kenai. That's Serenity Intake Office on Binkley in Soldatna. Soldatna Professional Pharmacy. That's really close by on Binkley as well. And Kenai Public Health. So those are where you can go and get the disposal bags. Right. And that's down Barnacle Way. It's next that's to the Kenai, Kenai Post Office. Okay. And you said the Kenai Police Department, you said, has the, the boxes. Box. Mm -hmm. And does Soldat I think Soldatna Police Department does as well. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. They have the drop boxes where you can just day. go in. It's not a special anytime. day. Yeah, anytime. And Soldatna Professional Pharmacy on Binkley. Mm -hmm. Change for the Kenai, Serenity Intake Office on Binkley, and Kenai Public Health right. in Kenai, they have the disposal bags. You know, and the nice thing is, is that's for any type of medication. It can also be medication that's prescribed to your pets, because oh. many of us have pets nowadays. I wasn't so even thinking them. about pets. Right, and you can take that medication and also safely dispose of it. Speaking of the disposal of pet medication, that kind of th makes me think of storing Mm -hmm. Pets as well, because pets you would think could get into their into medications pretty easily. I mean, you know, they can seem to get into everything else. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they <laughs> some pet somewhere says chew through the container. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely it comes down to safe storage. I mean, pets are also given painkillers and things like that. Things you wouldn't want your pet or anybody else coming to your house just to accidentally get into. You know, or maybe even yourself. What if you confuse your antibiotics with your pet's Valium? Like that yeah. doesn't sound like a good day, right there. No, does not sound like a good day. So safe use, you know, being involved and looking at your healthcare as a total package, taking your medications as, 
as prescribed, safe storage, mm -hmm. up high, out of sight, uh, child safety lids. If you are taking them into a planner, you know, maybe that, that Saturday, uh, that Sunday through Saturday that you were talking about, they have ways to, to keep those in either some, out of sight, out of mind, locking them up, yeah. or you know, finding newer, updated models that kids cannot just pop open. Okay, I think they have a lot of different models on those. Some of those as well, they have I think timers and reminders mm -hmm. on them, and the disposal, disposing with either those bags or dropping them off. And safe. that's the safe, safe, safe. But I think we could actually add two extra safes on there. You okay. get safe families and safe communities when you take care of your medication. Yeah, totally. That safe, 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 safe use, safe storage, safe disposal. And then you have, what'd you say again? Safe, safe families and safe communities. Yeah. And that's all around prescription medications. And this is Eric. And Jenny. And Jenny, and thank you so much. I, I think you brought a lot of good information. This is great. Uh, this is you and I for the Kenai.